the reality is for us, combination of factors that frankly makes a whole home equity category very interesting over the last several years and this quick rise in home value, right? So, wow, there's a lot of equity. And then couple that with low interest rates, it piqued a lot of people's interest in have all this equity, like maybe, you know, I should consider accessing it to fund any number of things. And really, because there were so many people in the market, it was a great time for us to be trying to generate awareness around what we do because people were looking for alternatives. It is a huge market. U.S. real estate is just a ginormous asset class. And there should be different products because people are different and their needs are different. And this is such a large market that definitely more products and more options is a good thing, literally for everybody. Today's guest for the Housing News Podcast is Sarah Deacon, President and Chief Operating Officer at HomeTap. I'm Clayton Collins, CEO of HW Media and your host for the Housing News Podcast. And in today's conversation with Sarah Deacon, we have the opportunity to explore the home equity investment space, getting a better understanding of the market opportunity for HEI, the different business models that consumers and homeowners are tapping to access their home equity, and some of the opportunities that lie ahead. Sarah has been front and center in the headlines at Housing Wire recently, being recognized as a Housing Wire woman of influence. And HomeTap was recently recognized as one of the fastest growing companies in the United States by the Inc. 5000 Awards. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Sarah Deacon, the President and Chief Operating Officer at HomeTap. All right, Sarah, welcome to the Housing News Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Sarah, I'm excited to have you on the heels of a lot of press and attention that you and your organization have received very recently. So Housing Wire just recognized you as a woman of influence in in August. Congratulations and thank you for your contributions uh, as a leader in the industry. Thank you, Al. I really appreciate the recognition. And you also, news just dropped of the Inc. 5000 Awards, where HomeTap was ranked one of the fastest growers in the country. I, I want to go deeper into that topic and ask more about some of the drivers for, for that growth. But first off, congratulations. One of influence, Inc. 5000. Things are looking good for, for you and HomeTap right now. Yeah, no, we're, we're really excited. Um, I know we're going to dive deeper, but it has been uh, really a fascinating journey to work in the home equity investment space in particular as that sort of comes to life and really engage in all of the the uh, dynamics at play when you're trying to build something new. So Sarah, as I talked to our selection committee for the Moment of Influence Award, I, I asked like, what were some of the things that stood out? And the big thing that they brought to my attention was the role that you've played at HomeTap and joining in a marketing leadership role and evolving to president and COO and what that meant from a category creation perspective. So HEI, home equity investment has um, certainly not a new category, but has gotten a lot more attention and a lot of new models in, in recent years. So our team loved the contribution that you've had to helping define this category as it exists in in the current decade. So I'd love to hear from your point of view, from when you joined HomeTap to where you are today, what that category creation process has kind of looked like of building and then educating what HEI options look like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we certainly were not the first in the space. Um, there were a couple of players who um, were sort of starting to pave the way ahead of us. Uh, but when we looked at it, um, we thought this is 
really, really interesting value proposition for homeowners. And, you know, for those who may not be quite as familiar with what a home equity investment is, um, it's essentially an option for homeowners to access some of the equity that they've accumulated in their home, um, but taking an investment instead of a loan. And so um, essentially we make a minority investment in a homeowner's property um, and we have a predetermined share of the home's value at the time that that homeowner settles through a sale or refinance or what have you. Um, so if you take that a little bit in contrast to what traditionally has been out there in terms of debt-based um, products, you can see it's a little bit different and it works a little bit differently. But for us, entering a new market in a new category, I think the most important thing to get right, frankly, was that uh, homeowner experience. Um, and specifically, the thing to get right was to make sure that the homeowners felt that they had a very firm understanding of what this is and how it works and how it might play out under different scenarios. Um, and uh, because if, if, you know, if you're introducing something new and quite frankly, most homeowners don't know how and don't really want to know how to um, translate all of the verbiage and terminology and the whys and the wherefores and what goes on behind the scenes in a real estate transaction of any sort. And so our job is to make sure that we can do that for them in a way that is, you know, clear, it is accurate, it is transparent, it is precise. And so for us in building this out, really thinking about what do we need to do so that a homeowner feels like they have all the information they need, that they have a thorough understanding to be able to make a good decision for them. And so, you know, that really was where we planted our flag as we set out to do. And um, I think that that has proven to be quite effective for us. Um, in terms of having educated homeowners and also creating a really, really strong relationship with the homeowners. So from a homeowner point of view, what are some of the considerations or pros and cons or decision-making um, considerations when choosing between accessing a traditional home equity line of credit or a cash out refi versus this equity option that's become more prominent um, through HomeTap and others? Yes. Yeah, so we are very, very focused on our mission, which is to make homeownership less stressful and also more accessible. And the less stressful part is really about um, monthly payments. And so, you know, that would be one of the, not the only, but one of the significant ways in which um, if you were to take a home tap investment versus a HELOC, um, that is a significant difference. So if, by way of making that investment upfront, and then we don't receive anything until the homeowner decides when and how to settle that investment. We do have a 10 year term. Um, you know, that allows the homeowner so much more flexibility and frankly de-risks their monthly experience, you know? So, you know, the biggest stress about homeownership are the financial stresses. You know, you've got the mortgage payment, you have to repair and take care of your house. You, property taxes are relentlessly increasing. And so for a lot of homeowners, when they look at the equity they have in their home and they think about accessing it via a debt product, and then they think about what that means from a monthly um, cash flow point of view. It's just not as attractive as it might otherwise be, and and frankly, as it might be to some people. So for sure, there are people for whom you know a HELOC or home equity might might be the right choice. So when the, a consumer or homeowner looks at their pers personal balance sheet and their personal monthly P&L, they can kind of make a calculation. Would taking on an additional loan 
put us in a stressful financial scenario? Um, if it does, is home equity, a home equity investment, the, the right option? How do you quantify that decision-making process and how does a consumer start to calculate, like, what does this investment mean in the long term? How much equity are we giving up? What's it going to cost us in the long haul in comparison to uh, a loan product? So I think a couple of important things, in addition to the no monthly payment, the amount that a homeowner ultimately um, will owe HomeTap is a function of the home's value. So from an alignment standpoint, the higher the value of the home, the more the home tap share is worth. And consequently, the lower the home value, the less the home tap share is worth. So our payment is quite variable depending on the home price, which adds a good amount of alignment between home tap and the homeowner. Um, one of the features of our experience is um, is the estimate. And so the estimate is an interactive tool and it is customized to um, a particular and potential investment. So a specific home, specific home value. And then um, we calculate the maximum investment amount that a homeowner would qualify for based on the information we have at that time. So it is an estimate. Um, But it allows the homeowner to really play with that interactive scenario tool. And the things that really matter are, you know, what is your ending home value? When do you expect to settle that investment? You can play five years, six years, three years, 10 years, whatever. Um, And how much of an investment do you want to take? And so you can toggle all of those um, different inputs to clearly understand at that time of settlement, um, you know, how much of that sale price, if you were to sell it as a, for instance, um, would you keep versus how much would HomeTap keep? And so that calculation of like home home tap has to be having some value running some valuation models and having a view on like where home price appreciation is going over a period of time the last few years have been uh have been tricky i think we saw faster home price appreciation than many folks would have imagined in like the 2021 2022 period we're at a point now where there's a a little uncertainty. And it seems like a lot of the uh, housing economists are revising their forecasts for the most part to the upside on future um, home price appreciation. I imagine those are uh, reports and data analysis that you have to watch pretty closely making these types of investments. Kind of yes and no, meaning, um, (laughs) meaning I think that nobody, um, really can accurately forecast home price appreciation um, beyond, you know, a pretty short window of time. And, you know, if the last several years haven't proven that, you know, I don't know what will. Um, But there are so many macroeconomic and external factors that influence, you know, ultimately what home price appreciation will be that uh, we don't pretend to like be able to pick markets. Um, but we definitely believe that a diversified portfolio, um, geographically speaking, is is really the best way to go. And that actually serves our mission of wanting to try to serve as many homeowners as possible. So let's talk about the business case. So like why home equity investment? Why home equity investment now? It like the scene, I mean, it, not just 2023, but over the last five or six years, there seems to be momentum here. Yeah, there's definitely momentum. It's kind of interesting. I think number one, it's just, there's just a void in the market, right? When you part of innovation is trying to understand um, where there's some amount of dislocation in the market and trying to figure out, oh, that's very interesting. Why is that? And there's there's something that we could do that could fill that gap. And I think that is very true of home equity investments. I think if you sort of go way back um, to the introduction of the mortgage itself, 
Um, and then, you know, the agencies, you know, after that to be able to expand the um, addressable market, if you will, or the qualified pool of mortgage holders and homeowners, you know, that those occurred in a very different economy. You know, those, those were brought to market in a time when um, both employment and income were quite, you know, stable and secure. Long-term employment and the associated income, the rate of change was just not what it is today. And I think, but but this is the economy we live in. And in particular, I would say with respect to income. And I think that the um, variability of income um, and the, you know, I think, I just think that people have a little more, I'll call it income insecurity. And it doesn't mean that they don't have the income today to cover their needs. But I think the security around having that income, that same income or, you know, increasing income three, five, 10 years from now is just not there. And so homeowners, you know, desire to sign up for a long-term committed cash outflow um, is not what it used to be and, and probably for good reason. So I think that when you recognize that and you say, well, you know, is there an alternative that better aligns with the realities of how many homeowners live today, you kind of come up with a home equity investment, which is why don't we just like be in it together? You know, why don't we just be own a minority stake in the home and when they do better, we'll do better and vice versa. Um, that doesn't require a monthly cash commitment. So when you look at the overall landscape and economic landscape for homeowners, there's a few different forces out there right now. And I think you're talking right now about income and affordability, which is, you know, one force. Two other forces that are at play are the amount of time that people are staying in home. So we've gone from a, a world where the average homeowner stayed in their home for five to seven years. Now we're in like the 10 to 12 year time range, which creates increased, uh, or at least the way we see it, increased demand for renovation and improvements or expansion. Uh, some of the reasons that people may want to, to tap equity in their home. Um, on the other side of that, uh, a lot of people see that opportunity. And we've seen independent mortgage banks and depositories that for a long time weren't at, or actually depositories have been active in home equity for a while, but independent mortgage banks have not. And now we see an increased interest in playing in this space because of the, the consumer opportunity. As a HEI business, how do you kind of look at the overall competitive landscape of depository retail banks and independent mortgage banks who want to serve the same consumer with a similar outcome of helping them access housing equity, but they're an entirely different product suite. Yeah. Uh, look, it's good. I mean, the reality is for us, you know, combination of factors uh, that frankly makes a whole home equity category very interesting over the last several years. And I, I know you know what they are, which is, you know, this, this quick rise in home value, right? So, Wow. There's a lot of equity, and then couple that with low interest rates, it's you know piqued a lot of people's interest in have all this equity. Like maybe you know I should consider accessing it to fund any number of things. And really, because there were so many people in the market for home equity, if you will, um, it was a great time for us to be trying to generate awareness around what we do because people were looking for alternatives. Um, and you know, it it is a huge market. I mean, you know, as we know. Uh, U.S. real estate is just a ginormous asset class. And when you think about the, you know, average amount of equity um, that the home, the average homeowner has, I mean, that's a big, big number. And there should be different products because people are different and their needs are different and their means are different. And so um, I think this is such a large market that definitely 
more products and more options is a good is a good thing, literally for everybody. And if anything, it raises awareness of the the ability to access equity in your home. And like you might not be aware that your neighbor used a HEI product or a home equity line of credit, but you are aware they access credit in their in their home and uh, or equity in their home to to make a major improvement or put in that swimming pool or send the kids to college or whatever they they may need to do. Yeah, and you know we have we work with a number of homeowners who um, are self employed. Um, who may or may not be able to access the equity that they would like to with a traditional product. For, frankly, for I, we understand that, right? We are much less dependent on, um, you know, predictable recurring income than a than a you know credit product would be. Um, so I'm not suggesting that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just a different homeowner with a different set of needs. Um, so so yes, I think more products is good. Yeah. When you think about kind of alternative models and housing, the, the, the I buyers and, and that kind of ecosystem has gotten a lot of attention in the last few years. And one of the areas of attention has been the negative impact of, of cost of capital over the, the last several years. So can you give us a glimpse into the, the types of investors that are interested in HEI and kind of how that interest may like ebb and flow in different market cycles or, or if there's a, a different force there that I'm not aware of? Yeah, no, it's a really good question because, you know, we think at HomeTap, we really, you know, we have three stakeholder groups primarily. We have many, but we have three primary ones, obviously the homeowner and obviously capital. Like we need capital partners to understand this, to find the value proposition and see how it can complement some of their other investments in the residential real estate space. And then we have employees and we have an employee group who um, team who is very homeowner first, who understands, however, that whatever we do, it needs to work for homeowners, it needs to work for capital, and it needs to work for home tap. There also has to be a business model if we want to keep doing this in the future. And so it is intellectually a very, very interesting time and place to be. Um, so on the capital side, I think most likely our you know investor profile follows a lot of, you know, the more innovative, the more new it is. Um, the more uncertainty there is for investors, and therefore the risk return suggests there's higher risk, so they need a higher return. We do see that kind of curve. We anticipate that curve coming down over time. Um, and there have been, you know, there is an emergent secondary market for home equity investments, which will continue to increase the, you know, investor base, which again should bring more capital in. And and I think that over time we will see an evolution of the cost of capital. Um, come down over time as we're able to prove, get track record and so forth. Interesting. So bringing this back to you, Sarah, this is not the the first business that you've been part of where there was some some category, category creation going on. I was going back through your history and drawing an analogy to, to Zipcar, certainly not the first uh, rental car company, but a very different approach of creating a category and serving consumers with a, a product that looks and feels similar, but is very different. Tell us about what attracted you to HomeTap and like, and about your background and history that made you uniquely qualified to help grow this business. Uh, sh- sure. Yeah, I really do. It's true. Zipcar was a really interesting and fun business. And he was, a, again, identified a dislocation in the market where, hey, we've got all these people living in cities. They would love to have a car, but that's really complicated and expensive. And on the other hand, the other alternative is to rent a car and that's inconvenient. And so, you know, and takes a lot of advanced planning. I mean, I would argue like the there was a financial benefit to using Zipcar, but the biggest benefit was 
um, the ability to be spontaneous, you know, have car like control without car ownership. I was an avid user back in the uh, the early 2010s. That was a, um, a a tool I used all the time. I was living in New York, traveling to Boston a lot. It's so easy to grab a zip car. It made life very, very easy. Yeah. And so again, it's a bit of a dislocation and then taking advantage of, of a lot of very new technology at the time to make that a practical business model. Um, and so I think that is where time and again, we've seen how technology can in fact power a business that, uh, and new technologies can power a business that wouldn't have previously been viable. Um, and so, yeah, that was a wonderful business. Um, we had a really strong member base like you. Um, <laughs> uh, they were really wonderful to work with. We engaged with our member base regularly to help actually make decisions about the go forward um, uh, view of the business and go forward strategy of the business. All right. So, it wasn't just Zipcar. You've also been involved in Virgin Money and other businesses. Give us a, are, were there any like key learnings in your career that made HomeTap really attractive or that made you uniquely prepared for this challenge? Um, I do think, you know, as we're touching on with Zipcar, I think when you have a new, um, a new category basically, or a new product, um, you know, it does take a certain amount. Well, it takes a certain amount of, um, bravery, I don't know, fearlessness, because there is no track record, there are no benchmarks, there is no roadmap. And so I personally find that very exciting. And um, I think that you can obviously create a lot of value. But if you're willing to just approach things with a natural curiosity, I think that it's a great puzzle to figure out. And we, you know, we talk at HomeTap about, you know, we're just we're just here to solve puzzles, right? That's what we do. Every day is a new puzzle and we work to try to figure it out and stay true to true to the long-term goal of the business. One of the other challenges of defining a category is how you're perceived by the the incumbents in, in the industry. So here at HousingWire, our housing news audience, we have a lot of traditional mortgage executives and real estate brokerage and, and sales leaders have there been any kind of misperceptions about the HEI model or home tap with the, the real estate or mortgage community or any area where you think the, the housing industry should better understand about, about HEI and the model that home tap is pulling forward? Um, I don't, I don't know if there have been that to my, you know, to my knowledge, um, significant misunderstandings. I think that, you know, perhaps it's a question of how does this particular product fit into the overall, you know, constellation of options that are available to homeowners. Um, I think that by and large, our, you know, we do appeal to, um, there's certainly overlap in the target customer base, but I actually think it's a, it's a, it's definitely, it's not a zero sum game. It is definitely a net growth in the overall market. If you were to, you know, include all of the home financing options. Yeah. Okay. I understand. So, you mentioned growth. Let's talk about Inc. 5000. HomeTap ranks number 66 nationally, one of the fastest growing real estate businesses in the country. Give us a view into what market dynamics or the timing of your evolution that is driving this uh, this momentum right now. Yeah. Well, a few things. Um, first of all, that was like awesome to hear. Uh, we we're very happy about it. But we we certainly approach growth really diligently, very thoughtfully. Um, again, the market is very large. There's room for a lot of players, um, just like in the mortgage space. So I don't think it's like, you know, growth for growth's sake. 
at all. I think it is strategic growth to drive a long-term sustainable business. This is a very significant decision for homeowners. It is is a meaningful decision. It's a long-term decision. It is often, not always, um, you know, they're the biggest component of their net worth. And so for us, it's about getting it right. Um, So we need to make sure that we're executing on all cylinders. Um, We need to make sure that we have aligned our capital and our homeowners and that one isn't really outstripping the other um, so that never want to have to say no to somebody who we've already had a conversation with. So I would say, I think diligent growth, I don't want to say slow and steady because it hasn't been slow, but at least steady. Okay. So steady is not bad. Slow, slow can be. Um, I don't know though. In, in 2023, any growth in housing is a, is, has been a win for, for most market participants. Um, yeah. I, I mean, agreed. It hasn't been like, you know, I think 2023 and um, sort of the, the flux that, you know, hit the capital markets quite suddenly, um, you know, has caused everybody to, to just like take a breath and, and make sure that nobody's getting ahead of themselves. Yeah. And that's one like thing we've heard from a few folks in the more like capital intensive side of, of housing innovation as there's been some strategic pullback and like how much capital is going into, into market right now, as we kind of figure out the the current cost of capital, um, even if, even if demand outstrips supply for money, that's a decision that we're seeing some people make. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, can you give us, I, I know Inc got to look behind the scenes here, but can you give us a glimpse into the, any financial or operating metrics of kind of where home tap is today in terms of size? Um, well, let's see. We, um, have worked with um, 8,000 or so homeowners um, and yeah, over, over our, over our um, last few years. And so we're, we're pretty excited about that and we see no reason why we can't continue on that kind of growth trajectory. Well, 8,000. So um, I, I think at this point in the evolution, do you start to get a feel for the amount of time the average I'm not going to say borrower, but um, invested homeowner uh, <laughs> stays with HomeTap before they before they repay or or sell. Um, you know, we the answer is like not definitively because we don't have ten years of okay. history, but um, we have, as you might imagine, done quite a lot of modeling, and so far our actual you know um, experience is is pretty on target with what we had anticipated. Um, and there's a tail. I mean, some settle early and some hold long. So, you know, we can hit the average, which I don't know, is probably going to be um, four to five years, perhaps on average. And we will have certainly a tail on either side of that. Four to five years actually makes a lot of sense. Because if, if we see the average homeowner staying in a house for 10 to 12 years, they're not taking a home. They're, I'm, I'm assuming it's unlikely they're taking a home equity investment in year one. Like they're, they're waiting for, to build some, some equity in the home or like until that next need comes for capital. And, uh, so they're probably kind of at the halfway point in their home ownership life cycle in that property when they're, when they're tapping home tap. I keep using tapping. It's It's not intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. You know, again, you have all kinds of distributions, but yes, that would be, that would be an average, um, amount of time in which a homeowner has been in their home before they would contact us. Yeah. So Sarah, as we were prepping for this conversation, uh, you had mentioned that HEI is at, at somewhat of an inflection point. Uh, can you 
go a little deeper there and tell us about like kind of the the inflection point that you see the the space at right now? Um, yes, I think that you know a lot of the trends that we talked about earlier around the fact that homeowners um, do have are, are reluctant to let me put this way are a little bit reluctant to commit sort of forward looking earnings towards an obligation a cash flow obligation. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. As much as, frankly, I might like it to for the greater good, I think that we, and the rate of change and dislocation in different industries, I don't think is slowing down. And I think that that makes people more insecure about wanting to commit to additional debt. Um, So I think that isn't going anywhere. And I think that home values, even in this time, you know, in higher rate environment, um, home values have not come down and we do have this sort of supply and demand challenge in, you know, housing stock. Um, and so I think that the, you know, the things that create the market for home equity investments, um, I still, I see as still being there and not really going anywhere. Um, so I think a product like a home equity investment is just a really good fit for many homeowners. Is there a, uh, is there a social proof burden? Like, is there, once you start to see a, um, a few home equity investments in a community, does that kind of start to like flywheel more activity? I, I feel like it's, would be tough to be like the first person in your family or social circle to take a, a home equity investment. But once you understand how the product works or have seen peers or people you follow in one regard or another, um, experience the product there, there could be momentum. Yeah, I I think I appreciate you raising the point. I think it's a really valid one. It's also why we have said from the beginning that them we're happy to have competition because it is a form of proof in and of itself. I think if you're a homeowner um, trying to make an informed decision, the fact that there are other people and you can look at how they work and you know it's just more information. But then similarly, you know, we um, anybody who works with us. Um, and gets towards the end of their process with us, uh, we, we ask them to rate us on uh, Trustpilot. It is a third party. We don't get to choose who gets the invitation and we don't get to um, edit what they say, but that too has been a really great um, body of social proof. And we have, I don't know, almost 3,000 homeowners who have taken the time to say something about their experience with us. Um, which to your point, when it is new and unknown, it's, you know, it's, it's a big decision. It's new and it's unknown. And you really want to make sure that you're doing the work to make a good decision. Well, thinking about some of the other players in the space, um, I mean, we've seen home equity investment players that are focused on the, the purchase of a home, others that are focused on extracting equity in existing home. Uh, how do they, can you give us a little lay of the land of how other models work and like where you see the most competition or, or at least the most like um, awareness in the market by, by model? Yeah, we obviously are most focused on the home equity <clears throat> investment space. Um, and we were the first to come to market with what we would call um, a share of home value model. So it's very, very simple. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really the goal. We wanted to make sure that people understood and could figure out what home tap share would be worth at the end. Um, and so our um, the way that our model works is we um, have an agreed upon share. So when, when you would take an investment, we would say, here is the share of the home at the time of settlement that home tap is entitled to. There are other models that work on a share of appreciation. And so um, they typically will 
calculate that based on a discounted home value at the point of entry. And then depending on the appreciation from that value until you sell um, or settle, uh, they will get a piece of that appreciation plus the original investment. Um, so different models, uh, we opted for the straightforward approach. Yeah. So pretty straightforward, but like still a lot, a, a complicated landscape for the average homeowner to to understand. Are I tried to go through your consumer direct channel, like through the website. Are there any B2B partnerships or is there a role that like the real estate industry plays in, in education or awareness? Give us a glimpse there. Yeah, I, not at the moment, but... But I certainly think and hope that that does come to fruition. I mean, there are professionals who um, have spent their entire career, you know, working with homeowners and know how to educate them. Um, and so we definitely anticipate as the market grows that that will be a really important channel. It seems like housing professionals are really like, and this has been going on for decades, but really latching on to the idea of being an advisor for life. And the the metrics tell a different story. It's I think it's mid-teens, the number of um, homeowners that actually go back to their, their first real estate agent or, or first loan originator. But, um, nonetheless, there is a, there's a narrative of how important it is to build that customer for life relationship. And there's more technology and tools that are coming out right now to help agents stay involved in the, the housing life, the financial life of the folks they helped buy or, or sell a house. So I can see home equity investment being part of that journey um, that like I, I would uniquely look to my real estate agent to, to give me this advice. Like this would be a good fit for you. Right. And or just to validate like, hey, I'm looking yeah. at this. What do you think? Yeah. All right. So Sarah, as we look forward, um, you can answer this question either either way you want. As we look forward to the future of home tap or the the future of home equity investment, what what's in store? What um what would surprise the housing industry about what's to come in this HEI space or with home tap specifically? Uh, well, I mean, I don't think we have any tricks up our sleeve. I think uh, I think we're pretty committed to what we're doing and to doing it well. Um, we do. Um, to your last point, we you know. We have a track record. It's important. And we enjoy working with the homeowners um, we do work with. And we have developed pretty tight relationships with them. I think we, you know, we have a very strong focus on treating homeowners with respect. Um, we have crafted our homeowner experience so that our homeowners have a single point of contact. So the first person you talk to at HomeTap is the only person you talk to at HomeTap. And um yeah, we and our belief is that, you know, the, the challenge for our technology is to make that a viable business model. And so there are certainly homeowners who, um, frankly, I might be one of them, who I like to do a lot on my own online, you know. And so we have made that channel um, certainly available. But then you have a dedicated, we call them investment manager, who if you do have a question or a concern or what have you, they are your person and they will manage your investment from start to finish. Um, so we're really focused on this space and creating a homeowner experience that hopefully will potentially open up options for us in the future. The ability to speak to one advisor throughout the whole transaction is a very differentiated consumer experience compared to other consumer direct models. And especially in, in mortgage, that's been one of the major challenges of really building strong relationships between a consumer direct lender and a, and a home buyer and maybe equally important or more important, uh, the lender and the real estate agent who ultimately advises the home buyer. So that's a, that's a differentiating factor. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, it's worked, it's worked well for us. I mean, 
in, I mean, obviously, I should say, obviously, in particular, when you have a new category and a new product, and it's very important for us to make sure the homeowner, yeah. you know, fully understands it and knows that they can ask any question anytime. I think that's really critical to success. I, I, you might like love or hate this comparison, but there's parts of HEI that feel similar to the the reverse mortgage product of, of accessing home equity. I know that's a mortgage product and a debt product, not an equity product, but the education curve is is pretty high for a, a borrower who is going to tap equity through a reverse mortgage product. And um, I know that some of the reverse mortgage lenders have put an emphasis on single point of contact through the training and origination process. Um, so it, it, more, more complex than a traditional 30 year qualified mortgage. Yeah. I think the, in terms of wanting to make sure a homeowner, I mean, everybody should abide by this, but making sure a homeowner knows, you know, has a full understanding of whatever product they're buying is, um, is really important. I think, you know, as distinct from a home, from a reverse mortgage and frankly, something that makes HEIs a little simpler is that um, you know exactly what share of the home home tap you know is entitled to at the end so there isn't that level of complexity just doesn't exist um, you know and you know that we are our ultimate payment is a function of the home's value so you can really really never we won't write to the point where you can be underwater really with a home tap investment well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing more of your journey and the experience you have at HomeTap and the HEI product. Home equity is going to be a big topic on stage at our Housing Wire annual conference coming up in October. And uh, you gave me a lot of things to think about as our content team preps speakers and topics for the Housing Wire annual conference. I, I hope you can join us. We'd love to love to have you there. Um, but this is an incredibly well-timed topic uh, at this stage of the housing cycle and in the housing industry in 2023. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Housing News Podcast. Please take a few seconds to rate Housing News on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot for the show, and we really do appreciate and listen to your feedback. Also, we're gearing up for Housing Wire Annual in October please visit housingwire.com forward slash events for full details about our big annual event in Austin, Texas.